ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Say hi, mom. Hi, mom. I don't. That joke never gets old. You did that in my second birthday did video, I, I think, yes. or maybe first birthday. But today, giving given the subject. Oh that yeah. Could, that could that could be. Touche, touche. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. This is something that we call the Jesse Lone Show. We being me. And this is going to be the final episode of the Jesse Lone Show. I actually recorded one last night, hour and a half long. Wow. Drinking red wine, playing guitar, talked about grandma. But I don't know if that'll ever see the light today. Maybe that'll be an outtake one day. Um, because I want the last show to be all about my grandmother who started the show. She was the very first episode. And uh, start with that. Tell me what you thought about that. Well, I remember you trying to get her settled down enough to try to, to try to record that. And it took a few tries, but I think it was a success. And I think it was a really good thing that she, like I said, at her memorial service, nobody really asked her a lot of questions and listened for the answers about about her life. And so I, I'm sure she enjoyed that a lot. And so what you mean by that is my grandmother never shut the fuck up. <laughs> God yeah, bless her. She and she almost was always talking about herself. You'd, would you say a narcissist? Yeah, I would definitely say a narcissist. Deep narcissistic tendencies, yeah? Yeah, and it was definitely quantity, not quality. Of talking. Absolutely. So just a lot of talking, talking, talking. So if you called to say hi to your grandma, just be prepared to listen. And if she asked you a question, be prepared to get two words in for your answer before she interrupted and started. Well, and even if you, yeah, if you called her, it wasn't like, hi, are you, how are you? Or is everything okay? It was just like, oh, hi, Don. I heard from Lily this morning. Blah, blah, blah. And she would just launch into a. She'd go into it. And, you know, so finally I'd break in and be like. So, just calling to see if you're going to be home or, you know. Not that this is going to be a whole grandma bashing show, obviously. Not at all, no. Um, but I have said it before, not just about her, but to honor the whole person, you got to remember, got to remember the whole person. Yeah, and that's yeah. Um, what I was saying last night, talking to myself, is we... We thought it was funny that my cousin at her funeral. I was just sitting here thinking about that and going, boy, in summer of all people who, you know, is known for her kindness and her sweetness and her forgiveness. And, and it wasn't it wasn't spiteful in any way. It was just downright honest. <laughs> right out there honest. What'd she say? She says, and, and at first it just sounded like your average request for prayers and, you know, Yes, and please pray for my grandma, and we'd like some prayers for my grandma. And yeah, my grandma really needs a lot of prayers. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma needs lots of prayers. Lots of prayers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't even know if she meant it in the way that we uh, uh, capitalize on it. You know what I mean? You know, I think she did because, I mean, the sentiments seem to come through. And, okay. And I, at least for me, because. Because she's a smart person, and yeah, and it wasn't your traditional. Yeah, just you know, we need some prayers. It was like we need some prayers. <laughs> prayers for grandma on her way to heaven. Knows, yeah, my my grandma needs lots of prayers. Yeah. And I wanted to stand up and say, well, you know, um, for all of her faults, and my grandma had a few. Um, I think the 
I believe the ultimate requirement in Christianity, right, is just faith and love for the Lord, Jesus Christ particularly. And I was like, nobody loved Jesus more than Grandma. (laughs) Well, and the Catholics, I take it a little bit one step further. I'm just coming from Summer's point of view, but, and I'm not a theologian. That I'm not one of those, can't even say it, let alone be it. So, um, (laughs) but... Yeah, the purgatory thing, you know, that you don't automatically go to heaven unless you're super-duper saintly or something and, and you hang out in purgatory and that people's prayers can actually elevate you to where you're going. But the reason I don't think it was just a random comment on Summer's part is I know she and Lily have had conversations or she's mentioned it to Lily that, you know, Grandma still had a lot of work to do or she you know just the difference between and I'm putting words in her mouth here but the difference between young souls and old souls and a lot of people just come in and they seem to you know like they need to only go through this world once and and it's just been talked about often that grandma might need to come again you know (laughs) if that's the way that works she might just need to come again uh she might need to yeah redo yeah redo um, and again, not that she was an evil person or a bad person. Not it was at just, all. There wasn't a lot of introspection and um, and growth, you know. For for someone who was um, entirely consumed with their own being in existence, and you know their own, yeah. yeah. For someone who's consumed with themselves, she did have, yeah, this inability to see herself outside of herself. Right. Yeah, it was all through her eyes. and. Yep. yep. Um, it was from the inside out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to the outside in. And and who knows, maybe it's not a requirement for your soul's evolution, but, but it felt that way. It felt like that she didn't get it, you know? Oh. Yeah. I mean, almost in an opposite, almost like a con- total contrast to me, where I'm totally consumed with analyzing myself to it being its own fault. Right, 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 right. Yeah, opposite yeah. ends of that. So. Well, point being, yeah, back to the point, I am glad I got to do that podcast with her too because we learned a lot. Uh, learned that Grandpa Mitchell earned a Purple Heart in the war, which I think you didn't even know up to that point. Yeah, and I still haven't seen proof of it, and I'm not... I'm not. Um, I wish I would have got that paperwork. But yeah, yeah. The paperwork, Daniel got the paperwork. Yeah, the paperwork's out there somewhere. But I don't know about Purple Heart. I, I mean, I'm. I kind of wonder. If well, you knew, you knew his story. Con, um, commendations. You know, I know he got to- commendations, and I don't know exactly which ones. So. But you knew his story, which was he was on a ship. Yes. Which yeah. was shot down yep and he was shipwrecked yep but he, i didn't know that he did the shooting or at sea for how long and yeah as it turns out in that story he was a gunner on that ship yeah. shot down enemy planes in the process of his ship getting sank and yeah when you put two and two together oh yeah that's enough to earn you a purple heart probably yeah <laughs> um well i've watched specials on tv about purple hearts but there's other things too silver they have all types of well, I did see the paperwork. You did see it. And okay. I did see the proof. And you can go on the podcast, very first episode, yeah, and okay. see for yourself. When I discover this and I'm reading... I'll have to look because part of me is just thinking, oh, is that part of her dementia? Because, you know, we all had IQs of 3,000 and... <laughs> and um, 
No, yeah, you can go okay. in that episode and see for yourself when I pull out the paperwork and I read it out loud huh. right off the page because I didn't know if that was going to be the most proof I ever had. So I did, I'm, I'm glad I documented that. I'm glad that. you did too because for reasons, I mean, I didn't sit and watch it verbatim. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, can't blame you. I'm like, oh, let's go watch Grandma talk about herself for a couple hours. <laughs> so, so, but... But I remember telling you after you started that, going, you're doing holy work here. This is wonderful. This is going to really be useful someday. And now there you go. So And now I'm bringing it to an end. Yeah. yeah. In her honor. But, um, but I mean, okay, let's touch on that. What's this been good for? Podcasting? Yep. Accountability purposes on my part. Which yeah. is what I was. Well, for you, it's like a it's like um, a living diary. That's the way I look at it. Instead of journaling, you're just doing doing this. But for people like Grandma, um, we got some history down before we lost it. Yeah. And I'm sure it. She enjoyed it at the time. If nothing else, it gave you time to spend time with her. Yeah. You know, I think um, the girls got to spend more time with her in their teenage years, but then as they got older, Summer would take Grandma to Mass, but I don't... And then Danielle would bring the kids over, but as far as just sitting and having quality time, you're probably the one who got to do the most of that the last few years. I don't know about that, but... Uh, okay, we'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole because yeah. um, in talking about it last night to myself, I was venting about how bittersweet it was losing her. Yeah. Um, bitter because I wanted, I say I wanted more time with her, but I should have had more time with her. I, you talk about I had the most quality time, but I could have had more quality time. But what would I always say? Grandma's a la cacarocha. She's not going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I really didn't expect her to, did you? Um, not for a while, but her mind was definitely going somewhere. And then it, it became obvious that it was just hard to spend quality time with her. I mean, to make the connection, you know, everybody's always going to have regrets. I don't think anyone is ever going to say, I spent too much time with my loved ones before they died. So I don't have a lot of guilt about it, but I was doing the same thing. I was in Mexico the week or two before. And it's like, okay, when I get home, I can just go over there and just sit and let her ramble and let her tell her stories and let her do whatever. But at least she won't be talking to the walls. There'll be a person in the room. So I was going to try to make that improvement. And yeah, I, I don't feel highly guilty about it, but because my motives were just to relieve my guilt or whatever. Yeah, know? one. So that's yeah. in talking last night. I said the good thing being that all my regrets are selfish ones, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, well, only regret I have is I didn't spend enough time with her. I didn't, yeah. And then the sweet of the bittersweet being the fact, like you said, she was getting to the point where she was uh, not fully there. and um, But she still knew my name. She knew your name. She knew her name. She knew who we were married to. She knew who my kids yep. were, Lily's. Yeah, it, it, it was a weird... If it, if it was dementia, it wasn't Alzheimer's, but if it was dementia, it was a weird form of it in that. But they had a name for it. I don't even remember vascular dementia or, um, but yeah, it was, it was different than forgetting things. Yeah. It was, 
you know, people said, did she see hallucinations? Not really, but she could tell a story like about you and getting someone, married. Yep, getting married, and the she's pregnant, and she have name. I mean, she would have a situation, and it was so real to her. So it wasn't like she was seeing purple elephants in the room or anything like that. But she had certain things, along with the actual facts, which were still pretty together. Actual facts, along with manufactured facts, you know. How lucky were we that, yeah, I mean, in our last moment, and I didn't talk about this as much last night because I wanted to talk about it with you. The last time I did get to spend with her, watching the movie, that my mom had been trying to get me to watch this movie for (laughs) who knows how fucking long, uh, Yesterday. The movie Yesterday. Which, yeah, if you're not familiar, anyone watching, which is you and me are probably (laughs) the two people that will watch this, but um, it's, yeah movie where guy wakes up one day and the Beatles don't exist. And so then he's covering their music and taking credit for it because he's now the best musician in the world because he's the only one that can remember the Beatles. And, um, but grandma was there. And before we started the movie, there was almost a, uh, effort to get rid of her. No, the intention was, I mean, (laughs) we had it all planned out. It's like, Ken and I will bring grandma over and then she'll get to see the baby, get to see Robert, because he was, what, about a month or a few weeks, maybe. Yeah. It was about a month, maybe. And um, wanted to make sure to get her to see him. And then Lily swooped in in a separate car. And then she was going to see the baby and then leave with Grandma. And then we were going to stay and watch the movie with you and, and Daniel. So as we're getting ready to start the movie... It's funny because I make fun of my brother for having a very passive, aggressive way of asking for things. He's done this since he was a kid where he's like eating some cake, but he's going, boy, this cake sure would be good with some milk. Yeah. When there's milk in the fridge. I, and he's My just, favorite example, I'll throw him under the bus here, but we're up at Gem Lake. And I think I told you this, but people were eating their lunch and they had like Cheetos and an apple <laughs> and he'd just go over that looks really like a good lunch. (laughs) So they're like, you want some Cheetos? I'm just going, oh, God, I fed him, I promise. He had breakfast. Well, it was that that effort to get rid of Grandma where we were like, Grandma, wouldn't it be nice to go home right now? Yeah. And she wasn't biting. She was not buying in. She's like, nope, I'm okay. It was like, but Lily could take you home right now. Wouldn't you want to go with Lily if she leaves right now? <laughs> yeah, and then we made popcorn and we burnt it, and she was eating the super burned popcorn and enjoying it. And, yep. and but I will say that she paid better attention because we've always said our her whole life she's never sat through a movie or she's had ADD or ADHD. And that being the funniest part is yeah, yeah. she watched that movie with rapt attention, and everyone else would go off playing with the cat or with the baby and they'd be like, come on guys. She was singing along to the songs. Yeah. Yeah. She's going, she's a bitch, (laughs) but he loves her. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. She was, she was consumed by that movie and it was a great last memory. It was a good last memory. And and so that was the last time you saw her. That was the last time I saw her. Cause I think the last time I saw her, her sister was out. And so, we had a picnic and in her backyard, pizza. I think I let you guys all know there's pizza in Grandma's yard. Um, again, not knowing, <laughs> not laying a guilt trip on that one, but it was, yeah, she seemed she seemed pretty 
spunky. And I think I really don't remember my last conversation, but it could have been that day where, and she was just doing her, I, one of her usual comments, but it was funny. She's like, Don, are you a good cook? And I was like, yeah, I cook pretty good. And she goes, I thought so. Cause you sure are big. <laughs> and what do you weigh? Like a hundred pounds? And I was like, yeah, yeah. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you, but there was parts of her little ease which bothered me, you know, her little jabs, and yet it was it was kind of humorous and forgivable. And, and well, know. I'm sure as a child, those jabs are traumatizing, and then as an adult, you're like, oh, I've done the work to get over this. Pretty this much, funny, right? although <laughs> probably a year ago, it's still yeah, it still would bug me. I'd go, and she'd be like, and that I, that was the same day, but. You know, you'd be an attractive woman if it wasn't for that hair. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like, thanks, you know. But then other days, oh, you have the most beautiful hair. I wish I had hair like So I don't, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because we all have that with our parents where you want their approval, you know. And, and yet it's like on the big scheme of things, do I really care about grandma's approval? But yeah, I seriously did, you know. But did I like her taste in clothes? No. Would I wear my hair like hers? No. Would I, <laughs> you know, do anything like she did? No. So why should it matter what she thought of me? Oh. But yet there's that something, you know. And yeah, I haven't um, had this big grief session or missing, but it's those little things where I'll still think like the cat. Oh, I got to show her my cat. Oh, wait, no, she's not, I'm not going to show her my cat, you know. But there's just those little things where I still want her approval or maybe I want her to know I'm happy or I want her to share my happiness, just, you know, happy, happy things that happen. Success. Or, yeah, I mean, success. it's a form of success, yeah. Right, even to get, yeah, getting black cat makes me feel like <laughs> he's cute, though, and so. He is. But he it, is. it's those things that I'll think, oh, yeah, I need to show a pic- show her a picture or take her a picture but i think you connected through podcasts i connected through photos with her a lot that was kind of my thing where um that picture of the cows back of her couch i had taken that given it to her because she liked cows but whenever i like the picture of her and, and robert i took that over and framed it for her and um, i made her an album of her birthday you know from photos i took and so that was kind of my thing i was like i would Let's talk about that. Her birthday? Yeah. Um, which I don't know if we already did because... I touched on it. I think we might have done a podcast after that. Yeah. yeah. But still, yeah. the fact that you got that for her last birthday, you, you gave her that. You clip? You got it? Uh, if you grab my phone. Oh, fuck my, yeah. If you grab my phone. Yeah, I've got it. Yep. Yepers. So I'll ramble in the meantime, just so we don't have dead air. But, yes, um, after her birthday, I got a... She fell down. <laughs> She's like, don't play it. Don't play it. Yeah, I got a voicemail. Just talk about how much she enjoyed her birthday party. and um, So it should be easy That's my find. grandma. What's the best way to make sound? Um... I mean, nope, no, I'm calling her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It should just be speaker. Yeah, here, let me see this. Let me see this. 
Oops, now I just took a screenshot. Speaker. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah, this should, I play it all the time. It shouldn't be that difficult. I played it. Ken actually recorded some of this. There we go. Okay. Okay, okay, ready? Ready. Marie, I have so many thank yous to get out today, but I wouldn't know where to send the card. But that was an unbelievable, uh, I'm crying because nobody in my life ever gave me a party like that before. And uh, I, it looks like a funeral parlor in here. I have bouquets of flowers all over and uh, I'm, I'm just so touched by the whole thing, dear. It was just wonderful. And those little children, oh God. I found a card here. I have a card here from the little one. Cassie and Corbin, oh God, these are beautiful children, dear. Maybe you can thank them all for me, dear. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. God damn. <laughs> that doesn't fucking... <laughs> now we have an... Cry break. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now we have it recorded more than now we have it recorded in more than one place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we got that documented. Yeah. And uh, no, you know, in in retrospect, I'm sure we all stepped it up a little bit for her birthday. I mean, not for her birthday, for the last year. And but I don't know. I thought she had more years left in her. Honestly. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, I I really did. But it was obvious the last few months. I mean, maybe the last six months that they weren't going to be quality years. So if you're going to have any quality time with her, this was it, you know. And um, after after Caitlin's shower, then it was like, yeah, we really can't take her to public events anymore. It was. And why was that? <laughs> it was just her mouth. I mean, she used Daniel's the head of the Methodist Church and something about cocksuckers all within the. Same sentence, and there's like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Which, uh, how many times in your lifetime up to that point had you heard grandma say cocksuckers? Well, in the last six months, maybe a dozen, but before that, never. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah. something I was trying to explain to my dad is I was like, yeah, grandma's losing her mind. Yeah. And he'd say the same thing that we all said at first, which is, well, grandma's always been crazy. Yeah. So your grandma's always been crazy. What's the difference? Right. And I'd drop on him, well. It's a different kind of crazy. Yeah. When she's calling people cocksuckers and he goes, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, that is different. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> yes, that's a bit different, I would say. Um, yeah. And there was the combination of her talking to Auntie Kit, her sister, every day. Now, Auntie Kit's probably said, cocksuckers her whole life um i mean her language was more more flowery flo that's the word i was looking for flowery yeah <laughs> and so it gave my mom i won't say permission but it, it gave her it gave her um content <laughs> vocabulary and so they were bad for each other i think in that way I mean, not that that's bad. It's what it was, but but yeah, they, they fueled each other's. They fires. enabled each other. They enabled each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So because I would say, where did where did you hear that? Oh, I don't know what she was talking about. She said, "Auntie Kit, 
But, you know, she probably would have thrown her under the bus anyway, even though if it would have been, yeah. <laughs> that was their, their relationship. So, but anyway, the last year, I, I don't, I mean, we could have done maybe more, but I couldn't have written it much better with, with the birthday party and then with um, her getting to see Robert and the movie day and then with her sister, with Aunt Mary getting to come out. And they went to Everett's baseball game. I didn't go that day because you didn't come over. And then I, I wussed out. I was like, well, Jesse's not coming, so I'm not going. And uh, I'm not blaming you, but I just got lazy. It's like, yeah, I can. But, um, but Aunt Mary talks about how she was almost jogging from the car to the game. And, you know, she was doing pretty good. And that was three, four weeks before her death. So. And that's what that's where the surprise comes in, right, yeah. is yeah. because she physically – uh, like I said, la cockroach, or she was a cockroach. Yeah. She, yeah, what ate? To, I mean, explain what she would eat. Well, I have two theories on that because later in her later years, she just ate M and M's and peanut M and M's and um, pizza, which sounds perfect to me. <laughs> you know, but we were thinking maybe even because she like she, sounds like my diet right now. That, that is, yeah, and that that was probably a sign too. Is the last couple months she wasn't eating you know we'd bring her like when donald was gone he'd bring her pizza when he was around and then when lily and donald were gone i brought her like a chicken sandwich and i had the thing gone before she even mine before she even touched hers and then she just picked at it so i think her appetite was was gone but i remember saying to lily it's those m&ms are keeping her alive those peanut m&ms because she still had a taste for those. So so her diet was really crappy. I mean, turkey wieners, plastic cheese, just processed foods. There you go. That's what I was but, getting at. But then there's the other half that when I was growing up, I mean, people were spending, you know, $7 on a bone broth box that's about the size of this. She's been doing bone broth, bone broth her whole life. You know, she always had a pressure cooker. People think Instapots are the new rage, but she always had a pressure cooker. It was low on meat because meat was expensive, and it was high on potatoes, carrots, cabbage, probably onions, celery. I mean, just, yeah, she was making bone broth before. And so, yeah, her diet was a contradiction. She was eating stuff that we really strive to try to eat. But then it was, it, it just got worse and worse. I think she quit peeling potatoes and carrots and things like that and just kind of went to processed food the last several years. So, Well, she was physically, though, healthy as a horse, even the doctor would say. Yeah. I mean, he said her heart was strong, her lungs were strong. Um, Other than she started to get some pre-diabetes going. She's yeah, 86 years old. Yeah, but she had all that old. stuff, you know, meds were, meds were controlling her blood pressure, her... Um, diabetes, blood sugar, and then she really didn't have much pain. Maybe 10, 10 years ago. It's probably not that long ago because it was like 2016. And there's a reason I remember that, but she had a bone in her leg break and she was in a lot of pain. And she kind of quit walking around that time and then couldn't really get off the couch and went in for an x-ray and found she had a broken bone. And the reason I remember the year is because I took her... Lily was busy, and I took her to the MCR for this X-ray, and they're going. So, how many surgeries have you had you had in your life? And she's like, none. And I'm like, you haven't had any surgeries, you know. Again, if you want to get into gut health and antibiotics and 
you know, how many rounds of antibiotics? You know, so her gut health was probably, she'd be a good study on gut health. (laughs) But I was having all those autoimmune problems. That's why I remember the year because I said to her, I said, you know, if you have some money you're going to give me after you die, if I could get some of that now to go see a specialist because you're going to outlive me. You're in way better shape than I am. And she did. She gave me a savings bond and I pursued getting healthier and um, didn't work right away, but I remember the year. That was the year I was doing all the autoimmune diets and was super skinny and felt horrible. So, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned savings bonds. Should we go there? Explain how fiscally yeah. uh, ingenuitive she was? Or yeah, what's the word for it? It's amazing. It's... Um, she lived on a fixed income of social security check and a veteran's pension or a Navy pension from my dad. And, and yet she just always seemed to have, she would just let this money be deposited in her checking account. When you get to a certain amount, she'd go buy a savings bond, but we're talking like a $5,000 savings bond or a $10,000 savings bond. So I, I, I don't know what her, you know, bring in was a month, maybe two or 3000, but, yeah, she didn't spend anything. Her she paid cash for her condo, so um, all she had was a couple bills. So what I heard, though, correct me if I'm wrong or if I heard uh, mistakenly or whatever, but it, she wouldn't have been getting uh, so many benefits if she wasn't squirreling no. that money away. You, you've heard that because I don't know about up here so much, but in Arizona especially. There were programs for like free food, free, um, yeah, just subsidies for people. And she was on all of them, right? She was on all of them. All I mean, we were on free lunch in school, you know. And looking back, it's like we didn't. That eat. explains why you were so anti-free lunch for me when I was eligible. Well, <laughs> the people there was green tickets and pink tickets, and thank goodness I'm not traumatized enough to remember which was which. If I had a green <laughs> one or a pink one, but it was different. And when you're, you know, yeah, fourth or fifth grade, you don't want the lunch ticket that's different. You know, it just screams right there that you're poor or free lunch. And, you know, to her, it was like, cool, we don't have to pay for lunch and I can buy another savings bond. But I didn't yeah. know that at the time. You know, I thought we were truly poor. And and so, yeah, savings bonds are were are probably a good way that they're not traceable. People can't look into your account and go. And even then, like if she would have had to go to a nursing home or go on Medicaid, we would have wouldn't have had to save this or spend the savings bonds. You know, everybody would still have gotten their savings bonds. So that was, I don't know if it was ingenious or what it was, but she was she was good. She was good at making it look like she was poor. And I can't even think of the ways in which she might have, you know. Um, some of it was entitled, like my dad's burial, being a veteran, and there were certain veterans' benefits that were part of that. But she had no problem claiming. She had no problem gaming the system. Uh, yes, <laughs> absolute poverty for you know. Yeah. Anything, which is kind of funny because so many people are, you know. It's no secret. Ken and I are watching the Waltons since um, since I went to Walton's Mountain in May, and we've been enjoying it because it covers history and the war and the depression. But it seemed to be the thing of people is like 
we don't take charity. And even things like on the TV show with um, they're giving away toys at Christmas for the kids, and they won't let them take the toys. You know, yeah. it's like we don't take charity. My mom had none of that, <laughs> none of that. You know, and my dad did. I mean, he would be too proud and too stubborn. And I think you know, Lily and I are pretty much like that. I mean, I don't mind gaming the system a little bit when it's the big system, you know, like your taxes or something. But <laughs> I don't know if you want to say that on a podcast, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> no, but, you know, we all want to take our deductions and, and get get what we can. Yeah. But on a smaller level, I think, yeah, I remember being in Texas and having like $25 left over for groceries every week and 10 or 12 of it went to diapers for Daniel. And I was like, how am I going to feed us on $10? I'll go apply for food stamps. And I went down there and you have a questionnaire and they're asking like, do you own a TV? Do you own a microwave? What do you have for jewelry? And I'm like, ah, I can't do this. <laughs> and, I, and maybe this, you know, a little bit of paranoia, which like, but I'm like, they're going to be watching me or checking me or they're going to be, you know? And so, yeah, she didn't have a problem with that. She, but I think, I think part of it was she almost believed it. You know, which... Oh, no, that was the thing, again, about her being unable to see yeah. from the outside in. She was always inside out. Yes. That she... Oh, yeah, any narrative that she put in her, her brain... Her identity was poverty and poor and... Um, yeah. and But yet your dad remembers her going and writing a check that time for a Volkswagen van. And so she... I mean, Lily and I really say it, it was a form of a sickness. It's almost like hoarding. But it was w with money, and but yet she wasn't so bad that she couldn't write a check for four or five thousand or whatever it was for. The, maybe it wasn't that much, three or four thousand for the van. Yeah, or I think Dad said like thirty five hundred. Yeah, or you know, when asked straight out, "Can I have a savings bond to go see specialists?" She whooped it out without any, you know. So it, she could could spend it, but it was. Yeah, I mean, I think she, because even towards the end when something, it, it would cost $2, she'd go, oh, I have to wait till payday, you know? It's like, it's like no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. But so that tells me that her subconscious still saw herself as her identity is. Did she grow up through the Great Depression? Well, era? she was born right in the smack dab of it, but she shouldn't have. Had that affect she, her? No, she shouldn't have had it affect her because she was really part of the World War II generation because, let's see, I don't I know my dates as good as Ken does, but she was born in 34, according to the Waltons. I was right in the middle of the Depression, and then I think it was about 39 the war was starting, and by the early 40s it was wartime, which was um, not really prosperity, but it, was, it, was a, it got them out of the Depression, and then post-World War was just baby boom i mean boom 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 yeah. so really she should, should have almost been a product of the almost the baby boom generation i mean i remember world war ii she talked about they would do maneuvers like practice drills in the back of her house and so there was an awareness of the war going on in her life i mean in a real child when she was little but but no i don't know not really I don't know what that was about. <laughs> like, I, like I said, or I started to say it or memorial, it's like, you know, this isn't the time or place to analyze why she made decisions and why she did what she did, but that's not the 
say I haven't spent hours trying to do it. <laughs> you know, I haven't yeah. spent hours and and yeah, I don't know. She leaves behind some money, and it's you know we're not going to be rich or anything, but it it seems so precious because Lily said the words perfectly. I was like, she saved every penny, and or, or every penny was so precious, and now we have those pennies. And it's it's yeah. it's a weird mindset of um, yeah it's just you know there's um, we I called it survivor's guilt the other day it's like it's like survivor's guilt you know it's like and even for I mean buying food for a funeral I mean we're still frugal we're still doing it in the way that she would that she, I mean we splurged on flowers and we splurged on and we're gonna splurge on a headstone get a really big old honking headstone with you know but um, but there's still that tendency, like she wouldn't want, you know, a twenty thousand dollar funeral or something. I don't know. Well, and so to that point, this photo here, tell that story, because I found that hilarious. When I get to the service, and yeah. there's these beautiful, um, I don't want to call it a flyer. What do you call that? Pamphlets made up. Yeah. Um, you were about What's to say brochure. Brochure. <laughs> well, it's funny to be a program because Aunt Lily teased me. She called me like the night before because you have the programs, right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm not crazy enough to think I was, but yeah. Um, I think the, the, the mortuary or funeral home did a little one. And then I think Danielle and Summer worked on that. Yeah. But the photo itself was, I don't know how many years, three, four years ago, maybe, maybe not even that long. Times. She was preparing for her own death. Yeah, so they had, um, <laughs> they have, what do they have? Which again, the foresight though to, yeah. I mean, to me, that's her personality. It goes along with saving the pennies f to the dying day is like, yes. she, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess the church has something like school has a yearbook. It's my understanding church has a book of the parishioners with their, photo and so they were taking photos of people and I think it was for free maybe just for that book well I, <laughs> that would yeah. that would only make well, even I remember more that sense because she even then was was um suspicious it's a racket they want because they <laughs> you know they asked her she wanted to buy some photos or but everything was a racket it's a racket it's, yeah she didn't use the word scam we use the word scam now but she used that her whole life it's a racket and the same Catholic church she put all of her faith in is well, running least, a racket. On at least the pho photos. photographers. And I think that was Lily's argument or somebody's argument is the church wouldn't be running a racket. <laughs> Although, you know, we won't, yes. won't go there. But um, <laughs> yeah, the Medici's would think say otherwise. But but so, yeah, but she dressed up and went went there and said, that's going to be my funeral photo that's my obituary photo that's and she had it framed and it was a picture of herself on the tv God, and what a beautiful it really is a nice photo, photo yeah. it is it really is it's a good one yep what i like about it because i didn't study it much at the time and you know in full disclosure which but it's like it just drove me crazy when she'd talk about herself you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean so it drove you crazy anytime she opened her mouth well <laughs> Just growing up with that, I was, what's the word, re rebellious or resistant, or I... I Resentful. 
yeah, I pushed, you know. So if she was like, look at the picture, I'd be like, uh, you know. But so anyway, point being, I looked at it really good. And I, in doing the slideshow, which I was real proud of too, I thought that turned out well. But there's picture, pictures of her as a little girl where I can still see the little girl in that picture, oh. which I really like going, yeah, you know. Because some old people, you can't find traces of what they look like. But but there's some some of those photos from when she was, I mean, real little, like out in the field with her dad. That was a good one. It, she looks like the same person in a way. And you did a great job on the Thank slideshow. Thank you, yeah. I, um, I was limited in what I could do. I really wanted to make it, you know, but I think it, it came across good for, for what it was. And But to your point, like, it's in her eyes that, childlike yeah uh i mean glee sounds like cliche but she to her credit in her fault of being so consumed in herself she never lost that no and writing her obituary which again i did i didn't sit there and think about it or labor over it i just sat down and typed it out really quickly and shall i childlike childlike what did i say childlike wonder i was gonna say shall i oh i thought shall i read? yeah go for it or at least the part where she can be described as (laughs) i'm going for it i'm going the full shebang okay margaret marie mitchell passed away in her home on october 23rd 2001 at the age of 87 She was born June 9, 1934, in Rockland, Michigan. After graduating Rockland High School, she ventured south to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for work and was employed by Gimbel Brothers, the Milwaukee Phone Company, and later Motorola in Arizona for a short time. Which, by the way, if you go listen to the podcast that I did with her, the first episode, Motorola, 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 that was her. That's why I had to add it, because it it didn't flow with what she did in Wisconsin, but it was like, I gotta get Motorola in there. Because (laughs) I kind of wrote this the way she'd want want it i mean yeah the way she would that. write it you know and and then when it said she can be described as and in my mind i was going she can be described by herself as <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yeah kinda. no she wouldn't have argued with a single word yeah um yeah. it was in milwaukee that she met and married her husband henry and had two daughters dawn and lillian in the early 1970s they relocated to mesa arizona where she resided until her move to colorado over 25 years ago Margaret could be described as witty, bright, youthful, and young at heart. Yeah. And, yep, I think she would have agreed with everything. It was funny. I, Everett was reading this. I've got a picture of him and Danielle, and he's reading it to Danielle, which was really sweet. But he's like, what's witty? So I heard <laughs> her trying to explain witty, you know, and it's like, it's like funny or, yeah. But, I mean, just, you know, to time out it, but you – probably a week before her death, if you'd knock on her door, she'd say, no one's home. <laughs> There's no one here. Yeah, she did that to me once. Yeah, I mean, that would that's witty. You know, that, that would be her right up to, probably up to, you know, day she died, so. She laughed often and had a big personality. She lived on her own terms. Amen. <laughs> and mercifully died the same way, remaining in her home until the end where she could watch her beloved birds, squirrels, rabbits and rabbits frolic in the yard. To her, music was more than a hobby or interest. It was her livelihood. She prolifically wrote poetry, music, and played the organ and keyboards with proficiency 
despite never receiving any formal training. That blows my mind because she was she could play the shit out of the piano. Yeah, you know, I I guess I have to say she might have had a piano lesson when she was five or something. But about as much as you did. Yeah. You know, I'm, when I say no formal training, there might have been something, but but that's not where she got her talent from. She, yeah, she had an ear for it, and 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 if and she wrote so much music. Yeah. Um, what yeah. happened to all those? Um, I've got some cassette tapes somewhere. Cool. Cool. And oh man, okay. Oh, we got another one. Yeah, you finish, and I'll find it. Okay. Okay. She would often show up for gatherings with her ukulele in hand to share a tune or two. Her other interests included gardening, as she could throw a seed out the back door and have it turn into a plant. She was also an avid knitter and often sold her crafts and creations at market and fairs, which, by the way, yeah, she would knit me uh, stockings, little slippers as a kid. I have a hat. There's a huge box of it in her garage and I grabbed a scarf this morning and I was wearing it and I looked at it and she's really good. She just, I love fabric and I love soft and bamboo. She just bought crap yarn. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. I you say that because those, because that scarf I'm looking at going, this thing is gorgeous, but it's, it doesn't feel nice. Like it's when, rough. yeah, when I make scarves, I always go for this texture and things. But um, and Donald had a great idea, and we f- he forgot, and I only heard about it today. But he was going to take that box to the service and have everybody pick a thing out of there. So it's a little late now, but maybe before we throw it away, not throw it away, but take it to the homeless yeah. or something. Don't throw it away. Give it all to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, got the gearing hoarding disease. <laughs> She also walked several miles a day until she could no longer do so, and um, until she, until she could do so no longer. Which, by the way, that's uh, another thing that yeah, she would even in her older age take old older people in her neighborhood for walks. Yeah, and I just thought that again, going yeah. back to her youthfulness, is that even as an old lady, she looked at her. She would tell me, "Oh, I gotta go take this nice old lady for a walk." Like, Grandma, you're fucking eighty something years old. You are the old lady. Yeah. Um, I've got. Um, you finish. You can finish. It. She has also been a longtime member of St. John's Church in Loveland. She is preceded in death by her parents, William George Hunt and Olga Marie Stefanich Hunt, and her siblings, Lillian Margaret Hunt and Anton. Antone William Hunt. That's who Antone Tony's named William after. Hunt. Her uncle. Oh, Tony. Okay. Yeah. And her husband, Henry Jean Mitchell. She is survived by two siblings, Dorothy Victoria Van Develder, which would be... Auntie Kit. Auntie Kit. Of Rochester, Michigan. And Mary Mona Virch Rochester. Isn't that where the school shooting just was? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Fucking A. It's really close. Yeah. And Mary Mona Virch of Ashland, Wisconsin. Several nieces and nephews... Daughters Don Marie Mitchell Hanawalt and Lillian Margaret Swisher, two son-in-laws Kenneth Lloyd Hanawalt and Donald Patrick Swisher, four grandchildren Daniel John and Jesse William Gehring, Danielle Marie Cohen, Summer Kathleen Martinez, and three great-grandchildren Everett Maxwell and Kendall Joe Cohen and Robert James Gehring, who all currently reside in Colorado. Yeppers. So, I've got two songs here, two videos that Lily sent me, and I don't know if there's a way we can... Play the video? Play the video, but I'll let you do what... It's on Messenger. Um, 
But the first one's a serious song where she, that wasn't, I think I asked how long ago was that? And she said it was January. So it was less than, less than a year before she died, maybe eight months. Because of you, my romance had its start. Because of you, the sun will shine. The moon and stars will see their mind. It's all, it's all because of you. Yay! <laughs> Second verse. I only live for your love and your smile. It's paradise to be with you now all this while. Because of you, I so I think it's really sad. I mean, the, one of the sad things of her life is she never knew romantic love. I mean, she and my dad had that one picture that came up at the slideshow I'd never seen. It was New Year's Eve, and they're both smiling and happy and at a party. And so they courted a little bit, and they had a little fun, but she never had that deep romantic love and but she'd write all these songs with this longing about it and she talked about it i think maybe five six seven years ago after i met ken and she's like you know i wish i had a love in my life and so that was kind of sad that she never really had that but part of that was she wouldn't open up you know i mean most of it was she wouldn't open up yeah um and yeah, that's. Do we have another one? Well, the other one's funny because this is insane in the membrane. Do you know that song? Yeah. And so Lily's and Donald are playing it, but then after it goes for a little while, they're prompting her, or I think she said it by herself. She goes, "That's me," and then and then she's just she came in like her timing was impeccable on. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it gets better though. <laughs> By the way, I'm pretty sure this is gonna get this video. Uh, oh wow! Hopefully not blocked, but we're not monetizing it. No, we're not. But okay, here it comes. By the way, Aunt Lil Dancing is just <laughs> something else. Here you go. Oh, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. All right, that's good. <laughs> So for those who can't see it, yeah, she's sitting in the chair and then insane in the membrane. That's, that's me. me. Insane <laughs> in the membrane. That's me. <laughs> uh, and so. she knew that was oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, it was, it was. That was the blessing is being able to spend time with her and as much as she was losing it, even for her to be aware that she was losing it made it. It would have been so much harder if she got to that point where now she's completely lost it. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that she 
was still there and witnessing it along with everyone yeah. else. Talk yeah. about from, okay, from the outside in, that was probably the first time in her life she was, she was seeing herself from the outside in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cause she was able yeah. to, she was able to say, this isn't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got precocious dimension sanity. Um, but she was just so fixated on it. And we tried to like get, um, anti-anxiety medicine and stuff like lorazepam or, or something. Yeah. Like Xanax just to calm her down for a while because she was just, I can't say agitated, but just fixated. I'm insane. I'm insane. I'm insane. I'm insane. You know? And it's like, okay, yeah, well, you know, you seem to be doing, and I would just always, um, point out the positive. It's like a lot of people when they get older, you know, forget things and you're doing pretty good. And, you know, I would just point out all the positives, but same. She, she just really wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And even when you talk to her on the phone, it's, yeah. um, they, they want to put me in a home, Jess, they're going to put me in a home. And I was like, ah, don't worry about it, grandma. Well, and then towards the end, you're fine. it was the opposite. She, she was like, I need to be in a home. I need to be in a home. Yeah. You know? And I was like, crap, we better. Okay. But beyond home, she was going, they're going to put me in an institution. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to put me in an institution just because I'm got precox insanity. And, Shazana, and, and then she'd go, I'm insane. <laughs> and she'd, I'm insane. <sighs> yeah, it was, it, 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 we can laugh about it because. I guess she was laughing about it. You yeah. Know? So no, again, the blessing being yeah. that she had that awareness up until the day she was gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it wasn't something that was as tragic as it could have been because I did see my, another grandparent, Franny. I mean, just be withered away to skin and bones and not even be able to communicate. And that is next level. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, so many people have, go through that with their parents and um was this you i told this already too i or was it i think it was lily on the phone this morning i was saying we you know we can't call it lucky you know i use the word lucky but it's like this really couldn't have been a lot easier i and the last couple of years were tough i think for lily especially because there was some grocery shopping and you know stuff that she couldn't do anymore but um but really for the most part when I was in Austin, there was this, these people who were supposed to come down for the race, and they couldn't come because her mother was sick. Well, in the meantime, I go to the race, come home, my mother dies. I see them the other day. It's like, how's your mom? Well, she's out of the hospital, but now she, you know, and I'm thinking, I didn't even have a clue when they couldn't make it to the race that by the time I saw them again, my mother would be gone and everything would be done for because so many people, it, it goes on for years, you know, like yeah. you said. No, and so. slowly. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's your husband, by the way. Okay. So I we got one of two choices. Do we want to wrap it up, or do we want to get him on the microphone? Oh, you can get him on the microphone. Think he's got anything to say? I don't know. Never seen him on the microphone. Well, that's not true. I mean, he's he's a ham when it comes to ventriloquism. Ventriloquism. <laughs> Might as well, right? and he's a, a hell of a singer. And he can sing. Never anticipated that. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be happy to hear you say that. When I met him, music was important to me, and he was like, yeah, I'm not much of a musician. Well, then I learned he had a box of harmonicas, a ukulele, a trumpet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, well, and he tends to be like me. He's, you know, dabbles in stuff without being really good at it. He can play the guitar, but 
I'm better at guitar than he is because I've stuck with one thing. But like he got that mandolin and clunked his way through it for a video. And, and yeah. so, um, so I think, I think he has actual talent. It's kind of like we're talking about grandma. It's like to be able to figure your way through instruments and, and, and actually, I want to say fake your way. It's, it's not being totally proficient at it, but he can, he can fake his way through most things. We've sat at a piano. He'd play the left hand while I play the right hand. So I'd say we're pretty evenly matched that way. And, um, but he had the same problem I did. He didn't want to practice when he was a kid. Well, I'm trying to remember what interviewer who it was that said it, but a musician I saw recently in an interview was saying that that is like true talent is it's almost, it's, it's like that God given talent in sports yeah. where you can learn how to shoot a basketball or you can, you know, learn how to throw a football, but those kids that can just pick one up and instinctively do and it, do it. Yeah. without being taught, Mm -hmm. It's like when you can just pick up an instrument and teach yourself yeah. based on the sounds how to do it. Yeah, that's there's talent there. Talent there. Yep, yep. I think singing's kind of the same way because I had to teach someone how to sing harmony one time down at Christine's when I was with this band. But it was like, I don't know how I do it. I just do it, you know? Yeah. So to try to teach it to someone in a way that they would understand... And I think of harmony in intervals, like one, three, five, three, one, you know, because that's in choir. They'd say a third, a fifth, whatever. So I tried to teach it to her that way, but she's like, what are you talking about? You know, that's way, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. To, to steal from another interview, because yeah. unrelated interview, but same subject, uh, they were talking about Wayne Gretzky being a shitty teacher. Okay. Because he tried to coach for a minute, and sure. apparently he wasn't very good at it. And it's yeah. like, how is the greatest hockey player not able to teach? Because he just does. Right. He, he can't teach you uh -huh. how to do what he does. Yep. He's Wayne fucking Gretzky. He's never Gretzky. had to learn it. It yeah. just was there for him. Not you know, that you're the, the Wayne time. Gretzky of uh, harmony no. singing. No, hardly. <laughs> hardly. I, th I owe my harmony singing to two places, and that's... You know, when I was growing up in the 70s, it was like the Eagles, Dan Fogelberg, all those people had... Oh, yeah. You know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, so you just heard parts and then um oh, and then the other thing Keep which going, i, though, I pee. yeah listen. which i didn't talk about um but so my mom had natural musical talent and her father had some of that he would plunk around on an organ and he would sing and then we learned that his father was a professional musician. He actually left his family, left his home to went to be, become a traveling musician. And um, I think they called him Bert. Her Herbert, maybe, was his name. But he was a violinist. And I don't know if he ever had a Stradivarius, but he had some violins that were worth something. But when I was just like two or three years old and we stayed with my grandpa in what we called the shack, which was a cabin, they had a Magnus organ, and you'd hit this button, and the keyboard would light up, so you could see A, B, C, D. And then there was a book to where it had the letters A, B, C, D, and so I was playing this thing when I was like three, four years old on the, um, on the Magnus organ. So I credit some of my musical ability of hearing those intervals and hearing those chords and things when I was... And I was really young, so. 
just given a musical history. Ah. So now, since Ken's not here, I suppose we could start rapping. Well, no, I heard you talking about violin and. Yeah, I, I, you know, you have pieces of things from your childhood, and I remember the word Stradivarius, and that's like a, a violin that's worth worth you a big fancy. deal. So I imagine people weren't just throwing that word around lightly. I don't know if he had one. My great, he'd be my great grandpa. I think he died the day my mother was born. Mm. I think that's how that worked. Something like that. One of one of the grand one of her her parents parents died the day she was born. But yeah, so I guess all our musical stuff probably goes back to I think they called him Bert, you know, which is kind of interesting. And maybe even before him, I'm sure he could oh, pick probably, it up from somewhere. Probably, probably. But he was a professional violinist and and hit the road. I mean, he was a. I'll try to find more information on that. I should have that printed out somewhere. Well, this being the last episode for the foreseeable future. Full circle. Yeah, full circle. If you had uh, any any last words, now's the time. I really can't think of anything. <laughs> I've you've you've exhausted. I've exhausted. Self. Yeah, I've been on here three times. Sometimes for three or four hours. Um, Thank you for doing it. How many episodes do you have? 97. This will be number 97. And then how many out of those do you think you had guests on? Uh, like maybe a dozen? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe more. Maybe yeah. a few more. Because those, I mean, I wouldn't erase anything ever, but if there's a way to keep those forever, <laughs> I mean, especially grandmas, and I think you and I had some interesting ones. And Well, I've got them, absolutely. And summers was really good, and... Yeah, I don't know what I intend to do with this channel if I'm going to pull it down or, like you said, maybe just leave up all the actual interviews I did and pull down all the solo shit of me babbling to myself about my own pre-cox yeah. insanity. <laughs> and That's not a bad idea. I mean, or maybe separate them out to where you just have... Maybe, but... You know, something like that. It was fun. It was a fun ride. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm glad I did it. Well, I think Grandma, we said her favorite subject was her, but... My favorite subject is me. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think most people's favorite subject is themselves. Yeah. And so this gives people a platform to talk about their favorite subject. <laughs> well, and again, stealing from another podcast, but this one yeah. I remember which one, Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura, two comedians, and they do a show together, and... Bert Kreischer was talking about the day that he realized, or I think it was his manager, he was like, um, he was, he was, you know, overanalyzing a, a audition that he did and thinking that everyone was just, you know, focusing in on him. And he goes, Bert, what are you thinking about right now? He's like, well, I'm thinking about myself. He's like, that's what everybody does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one that does that, by the way. No. Everyone's thinking about that. I themselves. think everybody's kind of cat. Not everybody, but a lot of people are catty or critical, and especially females, but men do it too, because Ken notices everybody's ears. He'll be like, look at the ears on there, or the male, <laughs> you know. And I, I never notice people's ears, but if it's a woman, you you know, someone walks in a room, you've got their shoes, their outfit, their hair, their makeup. You just pick people apart, but beyond that, which is really sad. You pretty much pick apart their appearance and never get 
get below the surface, you know, just in passing. And then you get to know people and the surface doesn't matter anymore. But yeah, you're right, except for those kind of thoughts. Because that was the thing about public speaking. I was like, oh, they're going to be looking at my hair or my shoes or my clothes. And they are. You know, that's what people do. They check you out and decide if you're believable or not or if you're, you know, if you're credible, if you're someone they want to listen to. And then after they get by that, that's probably why people dress so bland or blasé or, um, I mean, like public speakers, you know, yeah. they almost always have a, because it's, I'm just thinking about that now, it's not distracting. It, you get beyond them and into the actual subject matter. It's like most comedians wear black shirt and jeans. Do they? Okay. Just, yeah. Makes sense. Generic or like female comedians. Most of them are, yeah. you know, um, yeah. not not looking as provocative as they can. Right. Because yeah. that's not what they, they want. They want people listening on. to them, not, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, so. ugh, after them, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, um, funny enough for you to say that at the end because that might explain why I have 20 subscribers. Apparently the public didn't find me believable enough or whatever enough, but I have a whole theory on, I don't know about theory, but I got a lot of thoughts on it because I watch a lot of YouTube channels and some people, I know what I like and what I don't like. And you and I have talked about it. You know, there's these two guys riding across country on a, on these little CT motorcycles. Well, the guy is just doing pretty much what you do, but but he's doing something interesting while he's he does it. He's doing something interesting while he does it. Exactly. Yeah. And we do. We say, oh, my gosh, listen, he's so, you know, I mean, we make fun of what he talks about. And he is funny once in a while just because he's, everyone's, I mean, not everyone's funny, but he'll say something. But, like, the other day he talked about pooping in the woods for, like, 10 minutes. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, my God, dude. But we keep watching it because he's on this little motorcycle and he's going through Utah and the scenery's changing, you know. So I think people to listen to people just you know prattle on about themselves and their thoughts there's got to be got to be a second component to it well and even if they're not i mean look at steve steve wallace is a youtube channel i turned her on to of a guy that goes hiking in the woods yes or not hiking he goes stealth camping and and a lot of other stuff but yeah you don't watch steve for the dialogue no you don't watch it for the conversation. It's no. just you're watching Steve for Steve. Right. And doing what he's doing. And yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe someday I'll find something else to do. But well, and I watch a lot of travel videos. And it's the same thing. People have different personalities. A lot of people, they don't even talk about where they're at. They're just traveling and they're either talking about themselves. So many people, food is not a new, I mean, Anthony Bourdain did that, and then, you know, Aunt Andrews, yeah. all those guys. But they had, again, there's something that has to bring people, and it's what we're talking about, you know, our most interesting things ourselves, so they have to be getting something for themselves out of it. They're, I mean, we're selfish creatures, so for me, if I'm getting travel advice or I'm learning about a new destination or something like that, then I'm going to watch it. I've turned off tons of travel channels where they just start and there's a, oh, but first we have to tell you, we had a bad day today and the water cooler was leaking. And it's like, change, you know, <laughs> I don't want to hear about your bad day, you know, get, get me to the good stuff. I want to, I'm, yeah, I'm, you're, you're a camping channel. Let's get to the camping, not, you know, yeah. and as much as you love their grandchildren or whatever, you don't want to see their grandkids birthday party. We came here for 
camping advice or, you. you know, boondocking spots or, um, so yeah, I, I don't know the formula, but, but there's gotta be something there that feeds people's selfish instincts. Well, if I start another show, I know who will be executive producing it. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you executive produce. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. So, yeah. But I also think if you even just are doing it for yourself, it's like people journal and journal and journal. They're not writing novels. Yeah. You know, they're not hoping to get rich on a novel someday. So it if this is your form of journaling, it just makes sense to me that like, you don't need a thousand people to watch it. Would you need a thousand people to read your diary or your <laughs> journal? You know, amen. Not really. So, but if you do want to put content out there and you want to reach people, then yeah, there's got to be some. And Steve even knows that. With it, it's like I'm sorry I didn't do a stealth this week. He knows that the majority and it's funny because when I watch them I'm like I like all these except the stealth ones I didn't like them I don't know if they made me nervous or maybe the first one I watched he was in a car and again I don't plan on sleeping in my car anytime <laughs> soon I want I love the ones where it goes out in the woods and you know whatever makes a big fire out of something he has there or or maybe cooks something from nothing and and so the stealths were not my favorite but I think that's where his uh, um, I was going to say readership, viewership. Yeah. Viewership lies as in stealth camping. Is and you're right. He knows the formula because uh, yeah. too many weeks of the bus or something else. Right. Hey, Ken. He'll he'll even say. Yeah. He's like, uh, I'm, I'm doing a stealth next week. There's one coming up. Yep. So. Yep, yep. Do you want to speak on microphone? We said you were coming, so here you go. Hey. <laughs> Ken called you, or Ken, Jesse called you a, oh, he said you, Jesse said you have, you're a heck of a singer. I think that was the words he used. Something like that, yeah. (laughs) Some compliment. Not a bad musician. Do you want to sit in the chair, otherwise we're going to go? Thank you, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, thanks for doing this with me. My pleasure. Thanks for the final wrap up, and I think we did, did all right. Yeah. I think we did all right by her. So. Except I think you have the camera set up where I look twice as big as you do. <laughs> no. Yeah, you got a little head. Oh, I'm just sitting for Dead middle. Okay. Yeah. There, that's better. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, anyone who has watched up to this point, thank you for watching. Anybody that's been a guest on this show, thank you for being a guest. Um, and yeah, until next time, be excellent to yourselves. Isn't this the last one? <laughs> until reincarnation until until I lose my fucking mind and gotta talk to a camera on my own again okay. I don't know uh, thanks for fucking that up <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure be excellent to yourselves be excellent to each other and be excellent to your mamas while you got them That's true.